Hey friends, this is Minister Quante Duncan from the Healing the Broken Minds Ministry on Facebook. We are enlarging our territory. God is allowing us to expand our borders and I thank God for what he's doing. We're going to be taking a podcast journey and I am inviting you on the journey too. We will be doing interviews, testimonials, discussions on mental health, and last but not least, we're going to be praying for each other. I am so excited about what God is about to do. I want you to get ready to take this journey with me. We are going to do great things in the Lord. And we are starting our first episode. It's going to be an interview in June. That's only two weeks from now. So get ready, friends. I am so excited about what God is doing and what he's already done this far. I cannot wait to share this experience with you. Get ready, get ready, and get um, get prepared for God to heal your broken mind. God bless you, friends. I love you. Hey, friends. Happy Friday. It's so good to be back with you this morning. I really hope you've had a great week and that so far you have enjoyed your week. I pray that your week has been blessed. I pray that you come um, this morning with an open mind and an open heart because the subject I want to discuss today is kind of heavy and I just felt like it needs to be said and it's something that's been kind of on my heart this week and I just want to talk a little bit. We're going to be talking about mental illness and your walk with God. Um, Stay tuned. Let's get into this. So before we get into our topic this morning, let's take a moment. So friends, for our take a moment segment this morning, all I want to say to you this morning is, have you voted yet? Have you taken the time to go vote? Listen, get yourself up and go vote. I don't care who you're voting for. I am not going to sit here and tell you who to vote for. You know who you need to vote for. Whoever God gave you direction to vote for, that's who you vote for. Me personally, I'm not loyal to any party. Honestly, as people of God, I don't think we should be uh, loyal to any particular party. I think we just need to let God guide us in our decision. Now, that's just my two cents. So whatever decision you believe God is directing you in, you need to make a stand and go vote go ahead and let your voice be heard and get your little sticker and go on about your business it's not that hard i'm just encouraging you friends because so many times we sit back and we complain about different things but then we haven't contributed to the process go ahead and let your voice be heard not only that you've had many people that died and shed blood for you to have the opportunity to go vote So go ahead and vote. So I'm just encouraging you to just exercise your rights. You know, voting is supposed to be a personal thing. So it's not something somebody can tell you who to vote for or who they think you should vote for. People vote their conscience. They vote who they believe that they're going to that's going to do the better job. So whoever you believe is going to do the better job, you need to vote. And listen, people, we need to not only vote in presidential elections, we need to vote on our local levels, our state levels. Whenever you have the opportunity to vote, 
you need to step up and do your duty and go ahead and vote because there are changes coming in our cities and our states and we need to be a part of that we need to let our voice be heard that's one way we can show um those are that are in leadership how we feel about certain issues so i'm just encouraging you this morning to just get out and vote all right friends let's get to our discussion okay so before we get into this discussion i want to share a couple of verses with you from john chapter 9 and this is verses 2 and 3 It says, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Apparently, um, according to the scriptures, Jesus passed by and he saw a man that was blind from his birth, which caused the disciples to ask him this question. And Jesus' response has so much in it that is this podcast wouldn't even cover everything that is packed into that one statement. But I said that verse, and I want to use this verse to clarify some myths that people tend to have about mental illness. Because we, we have this perception that is caused by one thing or the other, and we put our projections on what we think it's about on the poor people that are suffering from it. And instead of reaching out in mercy, we reach out in condemnation and judgment. And this morning, I just want to set some people free in their minds, in their thought process. And I want to help to give you some tools to defend yourself against people that are judging you because you're sick. Okay, so you have a friend. Your friend tells you that they've gone to the doctor and they've just been diagnosed with cancer. What is your immediate reaction? Do you sympathize with them? Do you uh, offer to pray for them? Do you begin to encourage them and remind them that God is a healer and that he's able to heal no matter what the issue is? Or... Do you begin to question their walk with God? Do you say to them, well, it must be a reason that you have cancer. Maybe there's a reason that God allow you to have cancer. That's normally not our first reaction. It's the same difference, same thing when a person is diagnosed with a mental illness. The only difference is many times your friend may not know that they have a mental illness. They know that things aren't right with their thinking. They know that they're not thinking in a normal manner. They know that their their body may be reacting in a way that they can't really understand. And maybe your friend is sharing with you that they feel sad for no reason. They're feeling um, um, down about themselves. Maybe your friend is discussing to you that They're afraid and they don't know why they're afraid to do certain things that they normally could do, but now they can't. Um, They don't really know how to describe to you what's wrong. Do you immediately go on, get the uh, offensive about it, um, telling your friend how much they need to just um, focus on 
uh, God and maybe they're not spending enough time with God and maybe God is um, allowing this to happen because they've sinned or is that your reaction to a friend who's telling you that they're suffering? That's the kind of things that people with mental illness tend to deal with. Um, they don't know how to express it to you at times, but they deal with loved ones and close friends that sometimes reject them or sometimes disregard what they may be feeling or experiencing. Or sometimes they even go so far as to, they have friends that just judge them because they're not quite well. And a lot of the issue stems from the fact that we're, we're not knowledgeable about mental illness. So instead of us becoming uh, learned in this area or be, or teaching ourselves more about this area, particularly those that have loved ones that have been experiencing symptoms of mental illness, we um, some of us tend to just assume that that person's relationship with God is not what it should be. A person's relationship with God should never be based on how well they are physically or mentally. It doesn't matter how well you are in your body. Your relationship with God is based on your personal relationship with him. First of all, accepting Jesus Christ as your savior is the number one thing. And then developing a relationship like you would in any type of relationship. Um, some people don't want to make it that simple, but it's just that simple. If you met, um, if you're a woman and you met a young man that you like mm -hmm. and you want to get to know him, what's the number one thing you do? You begin to spend more time with him. You begin to, um, find out what he likes and what he doesn't like and vice versa. He wants to spend more time with you, find out what you like and what you don't like. And the more time you begin to spend with each other, the more you be, the better you begin to know each other. Well, that's the same type of relationship you have with God. Excuse me. If your relationship gets to a point where you get married and you begin to um, grow, um, spend your life together and continue to mature in your relationship as a married couple and you get sick. Do you expect your spouse to say, I don't want to uh, deal with you anymore because you're sick? I question how much, how you feel about me because you're mentally ill now. We, we, we don't, we don't even expect that from a human. Why would we expect God to treat us that way? Now, with that being said, we should all strive to have a better relationship with God. It doesn't matter if we're sick or if we're well. We should always be working toward developing a deeper relationship with God. But we should never, ever feel that because we are sick, no matter what the sickness is, that it's something that's our fault, that it's somehow we are the reason we're sick. God doesn't want us to think that way, y'all. And God will not have us ignorant of the enemy's devices. Many people that aren't familiar with how mental illness works don't understand how it affects your thinking. And when you say things like that to someone that's suffering from mental illness, things that make them feel like they're inadequate or they haven't done enough, what you are succeeding in doing is making them feel worse than they already feel. 
And then that allows the enemy to really play havoc on their mind. So even if you mean well by saying certain things to people when they're suffering from mental illness, really weigh your words. I'm just going to ask those of you that may want to say something encouraging to someone with mental illness, weigh your words before you just um, simple things that you think may be harmless affects a person with mental illness in a different way than a, a, a than a person that is not sick in the mind at that time for instance you can say things and i've i this scripture was quoted to me many times and i love the word and i understood what they were trying to convey by quoting this scripture to me but at that time in my life, I didn't pre- I didn't receive it the way they were trying to present it. And they were always quoting the scripture, um, be anxious for nothing. Well, you know that God told you to be anxious for nothing. You shouldn't be anxious over anything. You shouldn't be afraid of anything. Don't you know what the word says? We don't fear. We walk in faith. Okay. Don't you know people that are born again believers already understand those scriptures and they know the word? That's like you telling a cancer patient, well, God said we already healed. So you need to accept your healing. You don't need chemo. I mean, is that how you would talk to a cancer patient? Think about that. A sickness is a sickness by whatever name it has. It's an illness. And today my assignment is just to make you aware of how we talk to each other sometimes. I just want us to weigh our words and not cause others to stay in bondage of what they're already in by the words that come out of our mouth. As born again believers, we should we should always bless with our words and not curse. We should always speak life and not death. Well, you say, well, I'm trying to speak the word. Okay, but then think about how you say the word. Um, I, I could someone the people that have quoted that that used to quote that scripture to me about being anxious for nothing. Now I might have received it a different way if they came to me and said, you know, Quante. The word tells us that we should be anxious for nothing. So maybe it's something you want to uh, read or uh, put in your spirit that will help you not feel so anxious. It's kind of the way you say things sometimes. The way you say things sometimes is just as important as what you say. So friends, our relationship with God is just that our relationship with God. It is a personal uh, process between you and God. And, and, and we as believers are responsible for our own relationship with God. Isn't it wonderful that we can have a personal relationship with the almighty God? the only true and living God. Isn't it amazing that we can have a personal relationship with him? Each one of us, isn't that amazing? And because we can have a personal relationship with him, that means I, I don't have to know what's going on with your relationship with God because I'm so busy focused on my own relationship with God. Are you feeling me? I, I'm not I'm not going to question what's happening between you and God because I'm focusing on me and God. 
And that's some of the issues that spill over into how we uh, say things to others because we make assumptions about someone else's relationship with God based on experiences they're having in their life. And that's just not right. That's just not appropriate for us to do as believers. We are, it, it's a reason God specifically tell us not to judge, to let him be the judge because we don't have the ability to. We don't have the ability to judge correctly. He said he didn't even come to judge, but when he does judge, he judged rightly because he's God. That's what Jesus said. He's God. So he can do that. We, on the other hand, are mere mortals. We're human. So how dare we take God's position and put our mouth on others when we don't have a right to do that? So I just say to you, friends, to think before you speak. Think about how you speak to people that are going through situations that you may not understand clearly. Just because you don't understand my walk doesn't mean I don't have a walk. You know, we, we jump to conclusions too much about what the other person's relationship with God is. No, the Bible says, yeah, he says you will know them by their fruit. But he also says that be careful not to pick the beam out your brother's eye when you got one in yours too. So don't always assume that someone else is messing up because they're sick. We need to love and have compassion and mercy on each other. Sisters and brothers, I'm telling you, this is a time where we really have to show love. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this because there are so many of us, and when I say us, I mean born-again believers, blood-washed saints of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, that suffer from mental illness. And we go home after we leave service on Sunday, and we suffer, and we're hurting, and we're in pain, and we don't know how to tell others or share it because we're afraid of being treated differently or talked to like we are missing the mark are being um, made to feel ashamed because we have a mental illness. I, I it, It's just disheartening to see um, headlines where pastors have committed suicide because they are suffering from depression and don't feel like they have an outlet to talk to someone. You say, well, he must not have been that close to God if he killed himself. Uh, how dare you? How dare you assume that about anyone? Do you understand the desperation a person has to feel to feel like they got to leave and take their own life? That's a bad spot to be in. And if you've never been in that position, you can never, ever make a judgment about a person that's been in that position. So I, I'm very passionate about this because I've lived this. I've experienced this and I don't want to see anybody else go through this. So I'm, I'm talking to those of us that are suffering. I'm encouraging you to keep going. Don't give up. Don't throw in a towel. Focus on who you are. Get the help that you need and don't let anybody tell you that you're lacking in some type of walk in your walk with God because you're sick. Go to the doctor, get help. There is help for you. Go to my website. There are some tools available. My website link is in the um, description. Click on that link. Go to my website. There's a um, 
information on there that can help you and guide you to get some help and, and make help you to understand um, what it means to deal with mental illness and how you can get help. You need to be encouraged and not be discouraged. And for those of you that don't understand and you may not know the right things to say to a person that's suffering from mental illness, click on my website. There are some things you can um, say things that you will see that can help you be be more i would say to you just be more encouraging if you if there's anything you need to know about how to speak to a person that's suffering from mental illness is this do your best to just encourage them help them to um direct help to direct them to get the help that they need if you had a friend that had cancer, you would tell that friend to go to the doctor and get checked out. If they were having symptoms of cancer, you would tell them to go get tested. It's the same thing with people that have symptoms of mental illness. Advise them to go get checked out and let somebody help them. That's what I'm talking about today, friends. We need to encourage and empower each other so that we can be free to serve God effectively. It's hard to serve God when your body and your mind is warring against you. So friends, just stay encouraged. Know that God loves you. He wants to see you do well. Your relationship with him is not based on how well you are in your body or how well you are in your mind. Just stay encouraged and know that God loves you. And he wants you to be healed. He wants your body to be healed. Be thankful for people in your life that encourage you and not discourage you. And stay focused on your healing. Know that God wants to heal you. There is nothing that God wants more than to see you heal. So don't be discouraged. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep believing God for your healing. And know that God loves you. And he wants to see you well. So that's it for today, friends. I pray that you've been blessed. I pray that this episode has encouraged you and gave you some direction in your life and have edified you in some way. I pray that it's freed you in your thinking to just think twice before we decide how how close a person is to God. We really don't know. Only God knows the heart of man. And keep in mind that God really loves you and he really wants to heal your broken mind. I love you, friends.